We believe that we all have a true voice within, one that when accessed allows us to live a life of true happiness and fulfillment. Through conversations and shared experiences, we'll help you discover the key to achieving this freedom and understand who you are at a deeper level. We'll assess not only how we are unique and powerful, but also integrate why by enhancing your life and giving that inner voice the strength you need to succeed. Welcome to Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice with your hosts, Mandy Keene and Mike Ryan. Welcome to Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice. My name is Mike Ryan. I'm here with my best friend, Mandy Keene. Hey, everyone. And we can't wait to dive into this. You know, I want to start off here with, with our why. Like, what's our big why about why we're doing this? We believe that we all have a true voice within, and it has all the answers. And when we listen to it, when we follow it, We gain access to complete joy, happiness, success, fulfillment, and abundance. You know, what you can expect is really a deep dive about personality assessments and understanding personality. And of course, we have our understand.me platform, which we'll get into later. But I really wanted to start out with why. You know, why understand your personality? Why understand others' personality at a deep level? It's really because when we get to know that true voice within, we have all the answers. We find all the joy, fulfillment, and happiness. And that's why we're doing this. I think for the first couple of shows here, we'd like to just tell you a little bit about who we are tell you a little bit about our backstory, kind of where we came from and and how we came about all of this. We met 25 years ago. We became instant best friends. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced meeting someone new and you just can't stop talking to each other. I remember my mom coming in because we met in high school. We were 17 years old at the time. And I remember my mom coming into my bedroom and she said, are you still on the phone? You need to go to bed. And I don't even remember to this day, like what we were talking about but we just, we had so much in common. We couldn't stop talking to each other. We wanted to hang out with each other all the time. And looking back on it, I can see what really bonded us besides our incredible sense of humor was our, our passion to really want to live a life full of joy and happiness. Mike and I, we, we bonded with how we saw our members of our family. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, where you look around like who you're living with, you look at the people in your life, you look at the people that you usually you know, spend the holidays with and you ask yourself, are they happy? And for Mike and I, it was a really sad and disappointing note. And we, we bonded with this like commitment to wanting to be happy, to want to live an extraordinary life. That shared desire is what led us down um, what we call the, the yellow brick road of figuring out what was going to lead to that happiness. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the yellow brick road, because when we look back at our, our life story, the one story that is the best analogy for our entire journey is the movie The Wizard of Oz. Like looking back on it, we wanted to find happiness. You know, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz goes down the yellow brick road and what what where does she want to get to? She wants to get to home, right? And so what is home? Home is happiness. It could be considered that that joy, that fulfillment, right? And she thought that this this wizard would have all the answers. So she starts down the yellow brick road to kind of follow what the wizard says in order to 
find true happiness in order to find home. That's what we did. And I want to say one thing too, Mandy, I think, you know, tell me if you agree with this. I think one of the main things that bonded us was the fact that we believed that happiness was possible, right? 100%. We believed it was possible. And we had this kind of innate knowing that that's what our birthright was. Like, this is like, this is what it's supposed to be like. And the way our, our friends and, and family were living like that wasn't natural. Like it just didn't seem right. And we were both unwilling to accept that. And so what was it for us? You know, what was our Oz, right? It was, it was happiness. We, we, we wanted to find true happiness. And we thought at the time that what led to that was success and achievement. And we'll get into a little bit more about why we thought that, but I think that's a pretty common thing just in our culture. Would you agree, Mandy? Yeah, absolutely. You see it a lot in movies, you know, people thinking that money is going to give them that happiness. You know, we're taught that a lot, especially in our culture. Right. And so that's what we started going after. And we thought, you know, let's look around and find out what people say about this, how to do it, how to achieve it. And it turns out there's an entire industry, there's an entire section at, you know, Barnes and Noble or in in, in nowadays on Amazon, right? Uh, With books and, and audio programs and courses about how to find happiness, right? How to have that personal development, how to, how to have self growth in your life. And so we, we started studying that. We started following people. We started reading books. We started listening to the programs. And we got so into it, like we got so, it was our, it was our thing, right? I remember being in, in college, you know, I was like not doing my homework so that I could listen to personal development programs like all night long, right? Do you remember that, Mandy? Oh, I got made fun of in college because people would want to go to a party. And I was I was a personal development nerd. You know, I'm like, no, I'd rather listen to this. I got this new tape set. You know, this is dating us. But yes, they were tapes. And I remember taking notes. And I would rather be doing that than go to the party. Because I knew that if I did what everyone else was doing, I was going to end up like my family and my loved ones, so many people who were unhappy. And so I was like, I got to do this differently. Yeah. And that's where we both, we were we were nerds together, Mike and I. We were, we were. You were a little bit more of a nerd, I remember. (laughs) I actually went to parties and listened to personal development. You just listened to personal development. Yeah, I was a bigger nerd, I confess. I admit it. (laughs) I was like, let your hair down a little. Come on. Looking back on it, we were both just kind of going about our own ways of, of finding happiness and fulfillment. And that was part of my journey as well. So what we did was we we, we dove in uh, to the deep end. Um, we actually went further than, much, much further than most people go in personal development. We started working in the industry. Neither of us were happy with where our lives were headed and and where parents and teachers and other people wanted us to go down the whole traditional, you know, college, get a good job route. We were so into studying this and we thought it was just the answer to everything, to life, to joy, to happiness, to fulfillment. And so we thought, you know, what better way than working in the personal development industry? Be surrounded by it all the time. I remember, you know, being in those first events and going, I'd rather be here than a boring college class. I mean, how did you feel? 
Well, that's the thing is I remember, you know, looking at the guru on stage and seeing him so happy. And then we went to other, you know, seminars and we, we saw men and women gurus. And I remember everyone like dancing on the chairs and, and music playing and everybody's so happy. And then I remember, you know, going to, um, I ended up going to Gonzaga, really great school. And I remember looking at my professors and they looked miserable. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm paying you, I'm paying to learn from you. And you clearly don't have the life that I want. You know, this guy or this gal on stage, they look like they know what's going on. I'm going to follow them. And that's why it made it pretty easy for the both of us to decide to leave college. Yeah. And looking back on it, they were, um, we'll get into this a little bit more down the road, but they were kind of our first wizards, right? Like they, they had all the answers, right? Um, And so we, we, we started following that. And like I said, we, we, we got jobs in the industry. This became our full-time career. And you would think that going into this as a career, personal development, self-growth, you would think that these two people would find the ultimate happiness and fulfillment, right? And I'm here to tell you though, that didn't quite happen. In fact, that wasn't the case at all. So here's the story about how it didn't all work out as planned. Well, I first have to share with everyone, like, you know, have you ever fallen in love? You know, it doesn't even have to be with another person, but like falling in love with the dream. I think when we get excited about a dream, it's a type of falling in love, isn't it? And I remember Mike and I driving down, you know, we live in Idaho, we're from Idaho, and we decided to move to San Diego, California. So that was in itself a big adventure. And I remember we each had our beater car. And, you know, um, our, our, all of our stuff could fit in trash bags, you know, in our, in our cars. And this is before cell phones guys. So like, if I had a pee, I would, I would like wave my arm out the window to let Mike know that I'm getting off the next exit. Um, (laughs) and I just remember like playing the music. I I can't remember who was like popular then you knew music better than I do, but I remember vividly driving down to San Diego with my best friend of the whole world. And we're going to like, nah, we're going to do it. We're going to live the life of our dreams and we're going to learn from this incredible, you know, guru, our wizard, who's going to teach us, you know, all the secrets on, on, on how to be happy. And then, and of course my mind, you know, I don't know if your mind ever does this, like where you, it's just like when you dream and then you dream really even bigger and it gets even bigger. And I think about how we were going to impact my parents and Mike's parents and our brothers and our sisters and everyone and how everyone was going to be positively, you know, impacted. So I share this with you to let you know, like our hopes were above the the clouds high, oh, we you know, were. and we were so excited about this adventure and journey. And we had no, did we have any doubt that it wouldn't work? Like any doubt at all? I was just going to say, we were so full of that youthful optimism and hope. And we just believed in everything. We hadn't, hadn't had a chance yet to be beat up by life. You know, I, I, I remember being in some of those early events and I remember some of the other attendees actually saying, like looking at me, realizing how young I was and saying, you don't even know what baggage is, do you? (laughs) And we didn't. I remember that too. I remember people saying, oh, you're so lucky you're learning this at at your age. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand what they were meaning because you're right. We hadn't, we really hadn't experienced that much suffering at that point in our lives. And it was complete optimism. We had no idea, you guys, what was about to happen. Well, and we we had a little bit of... uh quite frankly, naivete. Like we just believed what we were told, 
uh, that this would lead to happiness. This would lead to fulfillment. We didn't really question it. Looking back, we, we had to have that in order to get kind of as deep as we did. But yeah, we didn't question that this would not work at all. Now, today, we question everything. We're very different people, aren't we? Now, when you say that, it makes me think of like, wow, like, you're right. That was the biggest thing is yeah. we didn't question. And it was a blessing and a lesson because it, you're right. It allowed us to have the journey and the experience that we're excited to share with you. So should we get into what happened, Mike? What ended up happening that we didn't expect? You know, we ended up putting 20 years into this industry, both of us working professionally. I mean, being in this industry, it's what paid our bills. This has been our livelihood for the past 20 years. Right. I would say that for myself, I could still remember beginning as, you know, I became a coach at 21 years old. I felt so proud that here I was at 21. I was one of the youngest coaches on the team, on the staff. And I loved my job. I loved what I did, but there was something wrong that that Mandy at 21 didn't understand. Here's what was happening that I'll share with you is, you know, we moved to San Diego and I remember driving my beater car to work and it took about a half an hour to get to work. I remember I had a Sarah McLaughlin tape. And if you ever listen to Sarah McLaughlin, you know, she's beautiful, but her music is sad. It's great music to listen to though, if you're sad. And I was sad, you guys. I woke up in the morning. I don't know if you've ever had those mornings where you wake up and it's like this sadness is like a ball in your belly and you just can't get rid of it. And I remember getting ready and like, I tried to do the tools that I was taught that I was getting paid to do for my clients. I, I really was doing my best you guys with trying to use them for myself, but they weren't working. I could not get rid of that ball of sadness that was so deep in my belly. And I remember driving to work and listening to Sarah McLaughlin and I could not stop crying. And I would cry on the way to work. And I, I learned very quickly not to wear mascara until I got into the office because I'd need to wipe my face and redo my makeup. And then I would get into my coach mode. I would put on my headset and I would, you know, paste on a smile. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that where you had something internal going on, whether it was sadness or it was depression or anxiety or fear, and you couldn't show it, you know, for whatever reason. And for me, in order to survive in this culture and to keep keep my job and to be able to pay my bills, I had to get really good at faking it. And I did. I did. I got very good at faking it. But I'm sure if you've ever experienced ever faking happiness, ever faking being okay, it catches up to you, doesn't it? And it, it caught up to me. And for me, it manifested in fatigue and in migraines. And I'll tell that story another time. But the point is, is like we hit a wall where Mike and I were, we were hurting and we were tired of hurting. You know, have you ever gone through something where it's just like, oh, this is suffering and this is pain and I cannot take it anymore. Yeah. And you know, my story is a little different, but very similar. You know, I went into the actual business side of personal development and the, the sales and marketing side. It was really cool for both of us to have that unique perspective because we got to work in many different um, companies and organizations and with many different gurus and authors and coaches and speakers, because I knew the marketing and sales and Mandy knew the coaching side. It was tough because we were really good at what we did. Like Mandy was an incredible coach. I was incredible at marketing and sales. Like Mandy said, we loved our jobs. But for me, you know, just something wasn't adding up. I, for many years, looked to 
kind of cover up what was really going on with me by distractions, you know, with relationships or with different things in life um, that just distract you and take you away from from the real pain that that was there. And I didn't know that it was there until one day it kind of hit me out of the blue. You know, there, here's where Mandy and I were a little different. Mandy knew and were, were, knew that she wasn't happy and was attached to the feelings of sadness. Like she explains that ball of sadness in your in your belly much earlier than I was. I kind of ignored it. I ignored my ball of sadness. I like put it in a box and put it up in a closet in the back of my house and forgot about it. And it- I'm sure there's some people that can relate to that. Oh, absolutely. I had no idea. Like I thought I was fine. And one day, you know, some things happened in my life. I had a, a really bad breakup and that was the trigger for everything. And I felt like I started losing a lot of things in my life, a lot of Quite honestly, those things that were keeping me from realizing the pain that was there, different friendships or distractions or family that I feel like I just kind of kept losing, I went into a really terrible depression. Uh, This depression lasted for several years in my life, and I felt like it was completely out of my control. And, you know, it was really hard to, to realize that, you know, everything that you worked for and taught people about, you know, you can change how you feel, you can, you don't have to feel depression, don't think about your past, like all this stuff, like Mandy said, kind of caught up to me. I remember being so depressed and this was new for me, right? Like I, I acted like, the happy-go-lucky, you know? Uh, Anybody that knows Mike or uh, what I call you, Mikey, he's a happy guy. He's a happy, playful, funny guy. So that is that is totally what you exude. Right, right. I was always playful, fun, life of the party, happy. And I just always thought that's what I was. But I didn't know what was going on beneath the surface until it it came out and and it reared its ugly head and it was it was really hard to accept i remember one day just like walking around my house i didn't even have energy to get out of my robe i couldn't even shave or shower like i hadn't shaved in weeks i remember looking over at the dishes just like piling up in the sink i remember thinking i have used every dish in my house and now I have nothing to eat off of. Like it didn't even occur to me to wash a dish. I, I I couldn't even muster up enough energy to make myself a sandwich. Like I remember going for days without really eating. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Any of you who have experienced this emotion that comes over you and you can't explain it. Like I remember thinking, what is wrong with me? I was walking around my house, literally just staring at the walls, thinking, what is wrong with me? Something is wrong. And it was overpowering. I got to say, it was very disheartening to realize that, you know, everything that I had learned in the personal development industry and in self-growth and all the companies I'd worked for, all the processes and things I'd learned, all the books I'd read, all the 
programs and courses I've been through that none of that would help me out of it. I tried everything. And well, and I and I'm a coach and I learned it all and I get paid to do it. How do you guys think I felt being his best friend and I couldn't help him? Right, right. And that's that's when we started to really own because I have been in denial, I will admit it. It's it's hard to learn something and then start to recognize that it's actually not really working, not really effective. Yeah, I remember a time when Mandy's my best friend, so I would call her, we would talk about how I'm feeling and she would try to do some sort of process or tool or use something and it just it just nothing worked and it made it worse it made it worse in fact it made it worse yeah in fact one day i remember saying like stop trying to use your personal development stuff on me like i'm just feeling yeah. like i can't control it i remember that was okay, stop, stop being coach mandy just be my friend right 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 just be my friend like i just hear me and 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 be a witness to what's going on with me because i it's out of my control i remember that was the day where like i never understood people who cut right I never understood that. I, I get it now. I never did that myself, but I remember one day being so distraught, so in pain. I remember putting my back up against the wall and kind of like falling down the wall, just crying and sobbing. And I took my hand and I just started hitting the wall as hard as I could. And I'm not, I'm not like, like that. I'm not a violent person at all, but it was just like, it, it was just everything I do, I could do to just, um, get this out of me. And I remember that was the day that I, I, I remembered, okay, I, I need some help here. I don't, I don't know what was going on. That was actually the day that I decided to get into therapy and we'll get into therapy and talking about that later on. That's not what we're here to talk about right now, but it was a big part of my journey. And I know it was a big part of, of Mandy's as well. Oh, so you guys can, the reason why you might be wondering, you know, why are they sharing these stories with us? You know, we're sharing this because this is what had to happen before we had the the aha that we're going to share with you. We hit a wall like we've never hit a wall before and we got we got beat up. Life did beat us up. We got baggage. You know, the people that says, oh, you don't have baggage. Well, guess what? We got our bags. We got our suitcases because we we experienced pain that we had never experienced, both in very different ways. But the, the biggest wake-up call for both of us was realizing the ugly truth. I don't know if you've ever had to go through this where it's like, in order for you to be liberated, in order for you to be free, you, you got to admit where maybe you got it wrong. Maybe you were, you know, led down a path that wasn't the right path. And I'll confess to you guys, it, it was very hard on my ego. It was very hard on my pride because I worked so hard to learn these tools. And, you know, I was getting paid to use these tools on people. And it was witnessing my, my best friend going through this depression and realizing that this doesn't work. And then going through my own sadness um, that I couldn't fix and realizing this isn't what's working. And going back to the Mike and Mandy who wanted to be happy, you know, that's, that's where we realized where Mike and I, you remember that we took a drive from Utah back to, we were on a road trip and we were talking about, you remember why we started this journey over 20 years ago was because we wanted to be happy and we both admitted we weren't. You remember that? I do. And the, the one thing I want to say here, for those of you who are listening that may be thinking, man, 
this sounds so sad. (laughs) These stories sound so sad. The reason we're telling this to you, and I want to tell this to you so that you hang in there to really listen to the end of this, because we found it, you guys. We ended up finding it. We're telling you the darkness we went through to tell you the light that we found. We ended up finding out the complete answer to joy and happiness and fulfillment, but we had to figure out what it wasn't first. And to Mandy's point, we we had to admit it to ourselves. We wanted to make our podcast short and easy to consume. So download our next episode to find out what we found, the complete answer to joy, to happiness and fulfillment. See you next time. That's all for this episode of Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice. And we hope you found a new way to look at living a life of freedom, happiness, and fulfillment. For more ways to understand yourself and those around you, be sure to visit us online at understand.me. Until the next episode, we look forward to helping you live your true voice.